Hey, Facebook and Instagram and podcast. This is the first ever episode of the Child Safety Resource, which is going to be our child safety and water safety podcast. And we're also going to be airing it simultaneously on Facebook Live and Instagram, and it's going to live on YouTube as well. So hopefully we can reach the maximum number of people by putting it in every place that we can possibly think of to get the word out about child safety and about water safety and about all of the important things that we talk about all the time in a podcast and Facebook Live version. So I thought it was appropriate for our first ever guest to have my one of my, uh, literally my oldest friend in the world, uh, one of my closest friends who is Casey Buckley. Uh, Casey uh, is our local lifesaver for Palm Beach County and he'll tell you a little bit more about himself in a second, but he's been doing it a few years and he does a lot of pool safety fences down here in South Florida. He advises a lot of parents on you know, the best options to keep their homes safer when it comes to the backyard and when it comes to pools. And you know, given that he is kind of the local pool safety expert uh, for South Florida and we're in Water Safety Month, I thought that he would be a good first choice. And since I know him well, if we screw this up, I don't feel bad. So that, that made me, I, I feel more comfortable. Uh, Pressure's uh, off. Yeah, on our first run with Casey because <laughs> he'll only make fun of me for a little while. And <laughs> it, it's all right. So, so yeah, so I, like I said before, what is uh, kind of your, your origin story? What, where did you come from? Like if you had a superhero origin story, uh, what would be the Casey Buckley version? Well, um, I was born in the house next door to where we're at right now, that's, as a matter is, of fact. That is cool. Um, and um, I've known Eric since I was probably two or three, give or take. Roughly. And uh, so we're talking over 30 years now. We're getting older. We are getting older. And, um, you know, my family is, uh, I come from a family of plumbers. And so my father was a plumber, and uh, I also fell in those footsteps as well. I have a Florida plumbing license. And um, I was but running my... That wasn't the plan. That was not the plan, no. no. Um, I actually have a degree in psychobiology from FAU. And uh, I was on my way to uh, medical school, I guess, at some point. And um, my father had an accident, and I kind of took over the plumbing business. So I was doing that for, oh, almost eight years, I would say. And, and um, it wasn't like your typical fixing toilet plumbing business, right? No, we yeah. did high-end new construction, and um, so um, a bunch of employees. Yep, trucks on the yep, road. Yep, yep. we yep. were you know small to middle you know sized plumbing company, mm -hmm. and um, you know it was uh, you know it wasn't exactly what I what I wanted to do, but uh, it you know things happen, and and um, you know I was more than happy to take over. The business, so I ran the business for a while. Um, it was tough, especially uh, you know that was two thousand five, two thousand eight. So how old were you? Um, uh, well, you were eighty one, so you're twenty four. Yeah, give or take. I yeah, mean, I mean you kind of took over um, Buckley Plumbing around the same time I took over Lifesaver. You know, mm -hmm. I was like twenty two. You know, yeah. which you know at the time you think you're a smart dude at 21, 22 years old. Yeah, you got but, it all figured out. Yeah, but, but looking back to, to take over a company in your early 20s. Yeah. I mean, I know people in their early and 20s And to go now, get a plumbing license when, you know, I mean, I had been yeah. doing plumbing for a long time, but, um, you know, I certainly didn't know anything about contracting. Um, and all your employees were much older than you. And, and they taught me how to plumb. Yeah. And, but I, you know, being a plumber is one thing, being a contractor is another. And, and a business so, owner and, and a CEO. Business owner. And, exactly. Yeah. So, um you know, there was quite a learning curve there, but, um, anyways, you know, so, um, we, we managed to make it through, we squeaked through the, the crash there and the construction crash, um, back in those days. And, um, but it really, we weren't making a whole lot of money and it was just, uh, it was becoming kind of an aggravation. So I would say about maybe five or six years ago. So somewhere around 2013, mm -hmm. about right. give or take, um, you know, you and uh, Eric and his father, uh, Robert, um, you know, had kind of approached me a couple times to, you know, to come on board and kind of take over Palm Beach County as the, the local lifesaver guy. But I was hesitant at first and because uh, it was kind of a, 
you know, it was a, it was a risk because we, you know, we knew that it was going to do okay, but how how well were we going to do? It wasn't we weren't sure. So and I was kind of leaving. Plus, I was leaving everything that I had. Right, you you had an established. We had an company. established yeah. company, um, but it was just a. It was kind of a turning point. I was over it. Um, my father didn't want to, you know, kind of continue, and um, you know, so it was just a. It was a transitional period, and uh, looking back, I should have done it a long time before that, but because um, I'll never, I'll never go back, um, even though I still have my plumbing license, but. Um, so I've been doing Lifesaver Pool Fence of Palm Beach County, which is, is my company uh, that we started. And uh, so I'm Lifesaver's distributor for this area. And um, we started that company right around 2013, I want to say, you know, give or, give or take. Um, and, and for anybody who doesn't know, so how it works is there is Lifesaver Pool Fence Systems, which is the parent company that I'm the president of. And we have local lifesavers, which I've been trying to call more mm -hmm. instead of lifesaver dealers, uh, around the country. There's a lifesaver of Atlanta, there's a lifesaver of Orlando, there's a lifesaver of New York and New Jersey and Los Angeles and Toronto. We've got about 60 lifesavers around the country. And then we're in 15 additional countries on five continents worldwide. So there's also a lifesaver of Thailand, there's a lifesaver of Portugal, there's a lifesaver of Dubai. So there is a lifesaver of pretty much anywhere uh, definitely in the U.S. and even internationally. So Casey is the lifesaver of Palm Beach County, which happens to be where we're we're based out of in Delray Beach, Florida. And we have a 16,000 square foot facility there where we manufacture the fence, where we distribute it out of. We also have another shipping center in California that services all of our West Coast dealers. So you know California, Arizona, Texas, etc. They're able to take advantage of shorter shipping times on the West Coast. So so yeah, Casey's the local lifesaver guy that happens to be in our backyard right here in Palm Beach County, which is nice because you work kind of at our office. Essentially kind of yeah. work, you know, from, from the factory. Yeah. Um, so I'm fortunate for that. And uh, yeah, so that's going, it's going well. So yeah, you started about five years ago. Yep. And yep. immediately started. Doing and I've well. known about pool fence for of course. forever, because like I said, I've known Eric and his father, Robert, for literally my entire entire <laughs> life, and um, I mean Eric can tell you more about the origins of Lifesaver. But my memory serves me that um, you know they started out of their garage essentially across the street from Eric's house now. And your house, uh, and we're up. in Boynton yeah. Beach, Florida, <laughs> on the same street that uh, we grew up on. Um, and um, so you know, I remember them, you know literally making fence in the garage and uh, going around and, and and putting pool fence in. That was almost 30 years ago at this point. Yeah, so we started in 1987. So okay. we, this is our so 31st year in business. There you go. And initially started doing childproofing, mm -hmm. which we're, we're getting back into now. You know, talking about, you know, general child safety and childproofing products. We're soon launching our childsafetystore.com, mm -hmm. which I'm super excited about. And... And yeah, so for anybody who doesn't know, and I guess it's appropriate for the first one, you know, how Lifesaver started was uh, my my dad was kind of in the same boat you were. He was in a company uh, doing a business that he just wasn't really enjoying, and he got out of that. Uh, it was petroleum engineering, and he wanted something small and something meaningful. So he got into child safety and childproofing, quickly realized that the pool was the most dangerous area of the house. Decided to focus on that. Started making pool fencing in the garage. Um, my mom would sew the mesh all night. And then he would get up at between 3 and 4 a.m. And he would do a paper route. And the hmm. money he earned from the paper route was the money that he had for advertising. So whatever spare cash he could drum up doing delivering papers, that's how much he had to place ads. And, you know, there was no Facebook or AdWords. Mm -hmm. So local newspapers and direct mail, that kind of thing. Um... So he would do the paper route, and then he would make fence during the day. My mom would take care of me. I was like five, and my brother was like two or three. Um, and also run the office and answer the phone and schedule all the installations. Then he would go out and do sales calls and you know make the fence and go out and install the fence. Um, and that was the first few years out of the garage, like you said. And then we got a smaller warehouse eventually, and then a bigger warehouse, and then a bigger warehouse. And then he retired in 2000 one ish 
no, 2003-ish, I was about 21. And, you know, I'd been doing the web design thing and, you know, built that up pretty well. So for some bizarre reason, he literally handed the uh, kind of the keys to the, the company over to me at a super young age, um, which is, like I said at the time, thought it made sense, but looking back, you know, giving your entire livelihood over to a 21-year-old <laughs> seems insane. Um, you know, it was what supported, you know, my mom and him and, you know, my brothers and, um, but it, it worked out, you know, we grew from, you know, a, a fairly, you know, a, a decent sized company to, you know, six times what we started out as when I started working there, um, to, to right now. So maybe it was a good choice on his part if he knew what he was talking about. But, um, but yeah, so that's, I guess that's the abridged lightsaber history mm-hmm. and, and they're both passed away. My mom passed away in 2011 and my dad passed away last year. Uh, in March, March 8th of 2017. Um, so right a few days after your birthday. Mm-hmm. Birthday. So so yeah, that's the uh, that's the history of Lifesaver proper. So you know you started doing it five years ago, and then you had a kid. We had a kid about two and a half years. Yeah, ago. Back over there. <laughs> yeah. So pool fence went from. Uh, so did that changed your perspective pool, on it. It certainly did. Yeah. Pool fence went from uh, you know being a way for me to make money to. Uh, a necessary requirement in my house because um, anyone, anyone with a two-year-old in a pool, I, I mean, not only is it, I just don't see how you could have a pool without a pool fence, not just because this is my business, but um, two-year-olds are crazy and they're fast mm-hmm. and they're ingenious and they can find ways to outsmart anything and everything. Um, and so you can't really relax, you know. I always say pool fence has two jobs. One is obvious, which is drowning prevention, which is why you know why we do these things. And drowning prevention in the event of an accident, which would mean somehow, some way, um, little Eden um, found a way to get outside. She figured out how to open the door. Um, one of our nephews opened the door for her or something and um, we've heard all the stories right I mean there's a million ways um, or you know I didn't close the door all the way the dog knocks it open or something yeah Um, there's a million accidents that can happen and uh, the pool fence is kind of the last resort so it's certainly no you know it's no replacement for supervision um, but it is kind of the last barrier so that's job one of the pool fence, which, you know, clearly that's the most important. Um, but job two of the pool fence, and really the majority of the job, um, is more of a convenience, I think, for me and our family. I mean, this is Florida. We're in, our, we're in my backyard every, every day. Mm-hmm. We cook outside. We hang out outside. We, we play. We draw chalk on the pool deck and whatnot. Um, Without a pool fence there, I would literally be on guard 100% of the time, and I would have to chase her. Chasing, literally chasing after her. Around yeah. the pool. Um, and now, you know, we're outside right next to the pool fence. So the pool fence isn't there necessarily for drowning prevention because if she fell in the pool, I would jump in and get her. So she's not going to drown if she fell in the pool. But with the pool with, fence. With, with you right there. With me right there, right. right. Um, but with the pool fence in place now, um, I can let my guard down a little bit and I can flip my burgers and I can sit down in a chair and watch from a distance as she runs and, around. And let her be independent. And she play can and, run right. literally around the whole pool and I don't have to chase her around, even though she would want me to. <laughs> um, you know, I tell that story all the time um, when we were when I was over for Christmas Eve mm-hmm. and there was a bunch of kids over. You had, yeah. you know... Eden was there, obviously. Right, and, um, bunch of kids. Bunch I mean, of kids. there's a lot of kids in my yeah. in my family, right. and, and you know, and they we, were and they were literally running around the they pool. Used, they had like a little stroller. They have a racetrack, and, and they run around. Yeah, and they were flying around. They used the the fence as a part of their inside <laughs> right. racetrack, and uh, you know, they and can the, bounce and, off of it. They right. can run their car into it. Um, and the story you know, I tell is that that Christmas Eve would have been a nightmare. If we were trying to we keep track have, of... Yeah, we wouldn't have been able to sit down and eat dinner. No, and we did. We all sat in the backyard yeah. and looked, watched them have fun. Yeah. Um, and it would not have been that experience without the pool fence. No. You know, not, yeah. even, not even And close. so that's where, you know, that's where most people 
get their their money out of a pool fence. And, and I don't think a lot of people buy it for that. I mean, I don't think they realize no, a, they're going to get that. Yeah, usually it. it's it's well, it's a danger in the backyard. We have to protect right. the danger. But what they, you know, when I go out to talk to people about buying a pool fence, um, that's how I explain it because that's where I got the most benefit. And of course, yes, it's there in the event that. Um, the back slider got left open and she darts towards the pool. I mean, it literally takes two seconds for her to get out there. Um, and uh, so, you know, that's obvious. But, um, you know, like we use our pool fence every day. And uh, somebody asked me the other day, how many how many lives has a, has a pool fence saved? Or, you know. Right. Um, and it, I couldn't wrap my head around that because you think about it and it's like, if a pool fence saves a life, you never know. You don't know about right. it. It's not like a pool alarm where you right. Yeah. And so, I mean, it could have saved Eden's life a hundred times just this past weekend. I don't. You, I don't, no you know, I don't it's know how like to put the car a number accidents, on you, that. you wouldn't get in because if you don't get in a car accident, then how do you right. quantify that? Yeah. So it's hard to do. But uh, you know, so it's a, it's a rewarding uh, thing for me to go out and, and put these fences up for people because not only is it uh, protecting. You know children but it's also giving parents kind of a little bit uh more peace of mind better quality and, of life and a better quality of life you can use your backyard again um and you don't have to you know run around and, and chase mm -hmm. uh you know these two-year-olds and four-year-olds and mm -hmm. and little babies even one-year-old you know when they start sure. to really start to walk and crawl um you know now you've got you've got your backyard again you've got your backyard as a as a play area um, so how long will you keep it up for Eden, do you think? Well, it all depends. I mean, I get that question a lot. You know, how long do we keep this up? And every family's different. Um, of course, um, you know, you've, you've, you've got to be vigilant. Um, you know, so the pool fence is there. Um, then, of course, you've got, you know, ISR and you've got um, survival swim training and you've got you know, swim lessons and you've got uh, all these other things that really you need to do all of them. Um, so you you know children need to learn how to um, need to learn how to be around water and how to float and how to save their own life um, because not you know not every body of water is going to have a pool fence. Um, yeah, so know. let's talk about that a little bit. You know, we we obviously talk a lot about pool fencing, but you know we always preach layers of protection. So you want to run through the I call sure. it five point five. I don't know how you phrase it. The, the yeah, and I yeah, exactly. So I mean, the, clearly everybody is in agreement about the very first layer that we know is supervision. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, supervision is key, and that is the most important layer. Um, and without proper supervision, a child can outsmart or forget. Or they can, you know, the other layers could potentially fail. But supervision is is one that we, you know, hope would never fail. But, um, but I mean, people are human, right? People are human. I mean, yeah. and that's know, where the other layers come in. You know, I, I did a, a pool safety video the other day, and I said, you know, every parent has a story about their kid going off and, you know, drawing a mural on the wall and crayon, you mm -hmm. know, or... You know, I heard one, I, I saw a video the other day of a mom who walked in on her kid, I think it must have been two or three years old, just literally covered in peanut butter. Mm -hmm. Like head to toe, peanut butter everywhere. Funny video, super cute, obviously a right. mess they had to clean up. You know, and you know, the reality is, is that it's impossible to, you know, and every parent has a story like that. I'm sure you do, I'm mm -hmm. sure everybody does. And those stories are kind of the proof that you can't watch a kid all the time. You're a person, you get phone calls, you use the restroom, you gotta sleep at some point. Um, you know, usually sleep at the same time as your wife, so you're both unconscious at the same time. Yep. Um, you know, there is plenty of statistics that show that uh, a lot of children who drown were last seen in the house sleeping in their, in their bedrooms. Uh, that happens constantly. So, you know, it's impossible for anybody to supervise uh, a mobile toddler 24-7. Yeah. It, it just can't be done. And, you know, I said in that other video that, you know, if you don't have literacy protection in place and you have a funny story about your child, you know, doing something mischievous uh, that obviously was a, 
a product of lapses of the vision mm -hmm. that you just got lucky that they didn't go in the pool. Somebody have a question? Uh, Absolutely. I mean, in um, almost 70% and 69% of fatal drowning cases, one or both parents are supervising the child. Right. So the majority of the time. But you hear them all the time about parties. Right. Well, parties, a, you know. Party, there's a, there's a bunch of people. Well, and that's, so there's a, a psychological phenomenon called diffusion of responsibility, where the more people that are at an event, right. the, the, the less responsible you feel for making sure everything is okay. Right. Because I think you're watching the kid. Right. You think Sarah's watching the kid. Right. Sarah thinks Auntie Jane is watching the kid. Right. Right. And everybody figures someone you know, else has got it. Yeah. And, and, and you know, another thing that I've, that's I've what come to notice too is, uh, you know, because like I said, we've got quite a few children in the family. So we've got some five-year-olds. We've got some seven-year-olds. Now, we wouldn't do this around the pool, but like last night we went out to dinner and we let Eden go with the seven-year-old. Sure. And just, okay, you guys are going to go play video games or whatever. Right. And uh, so now we've put the seven-year-old in charge, in right, charge yeah. <laughs> of, of, of a two-year-old, you know, so. Um, Blinding and I, the blind. Right, yeah. exactly. So, I mean, that, th you know, so anyways. But no, you're right. I mean, um, and then you can kind of, if someone isn't pool safety educated, you, right. you know, you yeah. might be willing to do okay, that. Okay, watch Eden. And, uh, oh, you're going to take her in the pool? Okay. Right, Perfect. yeah. You yeah. might not realize, you know, how dangerous the pool is. Yeah. You know, most people don't realize that it is the number one you know, unintentional killer of children between one and five years old. Mm -hmm. um, you know, most people assume it's got to be something else, car accidents or, you know, anything besides yeah. the backyard pool, you know, um, firearms, whatever it might be. But but it's not. I mean, there's just the, the volume of children that, that, you know, pass away in pools is staggering. Mm -hmm. But we don't seem to have the same uh, visceral reaction to um, an unprotected pool as we do, say, a baby sitting not in a car seat. In a, right. In a, right. If you saw, like, a baby a one-year-old in in a car without a car seat, right? You would think their parents were out of their minds, yeah, right. Um, but you don't have that reaction with a when you see a, a pool family without a without pool, a pool fence. fence, yeah. And it should be, I mean, because more kids die in pools. Um, yeah. So yeah, obviously, so parent supervision is the number one layer of protection. So back to the layers, right? So you, uh, which, but like as we were saying, it, it can and does fail. And every parent who has a story about you know their kid doing something silly, um, you know they that's an opportunity for yeah, you know that they could have drowned. Yeah. So then, you know, I always think that the, the next layer beyond that is um, lessons, swim lessons and survival training. I mean, I, I don't know what you think about the what. So I, what I, the I think, number of layers I or, think or from, what, from inside of the house to outside the house, you know, so I figure lessons kind of go near the end of the list for me. Gotcha. Um, so I would do I always do like uh, door and window alarms first. Okay. As we're, we're thinking about, you know, the layers to get to the pool. What, what's this? Oh. Stephanie Marie Robertson. Even with proper suit. Yeah. Mine, well, I believe Stephanie is a swim instructor, by the way. Oh, she is. Okay, yeah. cool. Hi, Stephanie. So I'm going to read her comment. Mine was in his room sleeping, and he opened the window and jumped eight foot to the ground and then wow. decided he wanted to go swimming, opened the gate, jumps in. I found him at the bottom, face down, gone forever. Wish I knew then what I know now. That is terrible. Um, I'm really sorry to hear that. Yeah, Andrew. sorry to hear that. And um, yeah, I mean, you know, things things happen. You know, um, and kids are kids are are smart, and if they're bound and determined to, and they get new abilities. You know, yeah. You know, Eden might not know how to open the French door right. yesterday, but she might tomorrow. It, 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 it literally goes that fast because. Um, she she can actually pull the slider. We have big, heavy sliders. Mm -hmm. She can do it now. And she couldn't one day, right? And then she no. Quit. It was just like all of a sudden she decided, oh, let me try this, mm -hmm. and she realized she had enough strength to do it. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, you know. Um, so yeah, it's just you know, it's 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 uh, it's terrible, and we hear you know those those kind of stories, and breaks my heart every time, and uh, you know makes me want to cry. But, I mean, yeah, um, and, and pool fencing is the main thing we do, but I think it's really just the, you know, the method we use towards the mission of using layers of protection right. to prevent drownings. Sure. You know, I, I happen to think that pool fencing is probably the, the most effective of the layers that we could offer, though we do yeah. offer most of them. Um, so that tends to be our focus. But really, our mission is to, to prevent drowning. Sure. Um, you know, pool fence is just the, the vehicle. It's that the we, one that's we find. that's our forte. Right. Yeah. And you know, we can do that's it a what long we time do. And, uh, does anyone have a question? Stephanie just wanted to say she was glad she didn't go to 
I'm sorry. Gotcha. I apologize. And also, well, children with autism and special needs are more likely to drown. Of course. Absolutely. Of course. Yeah, there yeah. was a there was a crazy statistic, and I'm gonna get it wrong, but it's oh, it, it, it's a really high number. Uh, if so, yeah, it's something like 90, 80, 90%. So children with autism are prone to wandering. Sure. And of children who wander and get out, I, I want to say like 90 of them drown. Wow. Like 90% of them drown. So if your child has autism and gets out of the house and escapes, there's, there's a 9 in 10 chance that they're going to drown somewhere. Wow. Uh, water safety for children with autism is so so important I, I heard well that and so and you know and so it. you know that being said um you know that's where maybe an isr and a swim lesson may not be as helpful as a pool fence in for those situations or, or it could be more if they don't end up in the pool they could well no i'm just saying 80 I, I knew it's i'm high. just saying you know a, a child with autism might have you know, he's you know might have a little bit harder of a time learning the learning skills. the yeah. skills mm -hmm. you know that they need. Where I'm not sure, but uh, yeah, I, I'm you know I don't know, but um, you know. So, anyways, the but that makes high locks and doors and windows is key of for course that yeah high locks yep and and alarms and you know in a situation like that I mean that's where you would recommend let's do every possible layer that right. we can do. So so yeah, layer one supervision, uh, layer two I always usually do high. You know, locks on all the on all the doors and windows, high right. locks on all the doors and windows. Right. Um, you can include alarms in that as well. There's sure. uh, there's door alarms you could buy. Yeah. Um, little alarm. Yeah. You, you got to push a button. So does the safety turtle fall into that category? Sa you, safety turtle can fall into that. Yeah. So if you don't know safety turtle, you can find it at safetyturtle.com. We offer them too. It's a wristband the child wears. It kind of looks like a watch that the, that the kid wears. Um, I wish I had one, and we should wear one next time. Yeah. Cool. And uh, the uh, essentially, if the wristband that the child is wearing, and it's key lockable, so the baby can't take it off. If it gets wet on you know three sides, if if his hand goes in the water, essentially, then there's a base station inside the house, and that alarm goes off. Um, Which I always say is nice because, and um, I don't have one, mm -hmm. but I, but we're, we'll get one um, when we go on vacation, or right? When we go you can take it with you to grandma's house mm -hmm. or something like that you can take it with you and you know you might go somewhere where they don't have a pool fence or mm -hmm. you're on vacation and uh you know and there's or, a, or whatever just it's just nice to have then even when the bathtub i was gonna say you know? so just like the pool fence there's a convenience factor to the safety turtle as well right because you know maybe it's not a life-threatening emergency if she's got her hand in the toilet Right, but you want to know about it. Yeah, right? like you, you want to, you say, want to okay, know. Okay, yeah, she stuck her hand in the toilet. Yeah, and, you, you yeah an alarm goes off, and we figure out what's yeah, what's where going on. Where is she? Um, um, and obviously, if any alarm goes off, or in general, um, this doesn't really fall into a layer of protection. But it, I tell people all the time that if your child is missing, if Eden ever goes missing, obviously the first place you look every single time right, is the pool. Go, yeah, because course. if a child falls in the pool. You know, she usually, yeah. well, every second matters, sure. and you know, a minute can make the difference between, you know, life, death, you know, permanent brain injury. So, so yeah, if your child ever goes missing, if you can find her, you know, always, always check the pool first. It's it's imperative. Um, you have to. Mm -hmm. um, we're doing a terrible job against these layers of protection. <laughs> so, parents' supervision, locks on all the doors and windows. Uh, three pool fence. Pool fence. Yeah. I would say that's yeah. Usually my you know. So the, the pool fence is um, – So describe a pool fence. What is a, what is so a pool fence? A pool fence – As far as you know. The type that, that we manufacture and install is what you call a removable child mesh baby barrier. That's what it's described as in the Florida Building Code as well as uh, pretty much every other you know, building yeah, code across the, the country. The ASPM standard calls it's, it a removable mesh. It's called a remove – yeah, removable. And so um, – uh, you know, so it is a actual physical barrier, and um, and let's let's clarify. So it's not a yard fence. No, this is a barrier. This is between a the barrier that pool. typically would go around the perimeter of a pool. However, you can, you know, there's different ways to configure it, but typically it goes. It isolates the pool so that um, it goes immediately around the, the the perimeter of the pool, and so you still have full access to the backyard, and the pool is isolated. And that's important because what you want to do is make it so that the only time you're opening and going through that pool fence is to go into the pool. 
Um, you know, a lot of times people want to do, you know, other configurations where maybe they don't go around the entire pool, but maybe they just cut their yard off or, you know, go between some columns or something. And, and that um, that's a good option if that's your only option. Um, but the problem with that, and we've seen it before, is that you, you end up going through that pool fence a lot more often and you're not isolating the pool in that situation. Um, and especially if you don't get a self-closing self-latching right. gate. Right, and so that, yeah, exactly. If you don't have a self-closing door in that pool fence, then you're literally opening the pool fence every time to go through. So to, to get to the to grill. To get to the backyard. Right. Just, or let's say you have a dog. This is, and now you've got to let the pool, you got to let the dog out. So that means you're opening that pool fence a lot more often. And the chances of it getting forgotten to get closed back or whatever reason. You want to tell that story? Um, about? About the, do- the the guy who was washing his dog? I don't want to, yeah. but. Uh, um, because that, I mean, because I've been that, telling people for years that they they should really encircle yeah, the pool so, because um, you don't want to access the rest of the backyard. Yeah. And because of, I'd never heard a story of it happening before. Yes. But I always imagined that the more often you leave the fence open, there was the better chance yes. was that something could happen. Yes. And then so, I heard the story and it kind of, unfortunately, perfectly, you know, encapsulates why you, you want to make sure that you, you isolate the pool you isolate the pool from the entire backyard right um, yeah there was a uh, pool with a screen enclosure and um, the contractor or whoever you know built the pool decided that the least expensive and um, cheapest and easiest way for them to get past their inspection because these barriers are required for uh, new construction and um, uh, but there's, you know, there's ways to do it where it might be less expensive. So they just went straight across, uh, like we're talking about, and um, they didn't have a self-closing gate. And uh, the father opened the fence and uh, was in the backyard, literally 10 feet from the pool, washing the dog. And the little boy, I think it was a little boy or a little girl, um, made it through while the fence was open, while the father was standing there. 15 feet away washing the dog and they drowned and uh, you know it was a terrible terrible situation um, but that could have been prevented had there been a self-closing gate and actually we gave this family a, we put a gate in for them yeah um, through the same life program yep I, I just unfortunately it was you know it's too late of a circumstance um, and so that's why I always tell people that you know not to do that but you know some scenarios they might not they might not have any other option to protect the pool either they don't have enough room physically or you know whatever but in those situations we always recommend doing a gate because at least the gate will close behind you and um, you know stop that from happening so so Um, two things real quick one um, we have a program called the save a life program where any family who's experienced a fatal or non-fatal drowning incident we donate a mesh pool fence to mm-hmm. that family, uh, it, you know, especially if they have another child in the house, um, at no cost whatsoever. We mm-hmm. donate the fence. The local lifesaver, you know, donates their, their time for the installation. That's throughout the country, throughout the world, really. You know, we try to do as many of those as possible. Uh, I don't think we give away enough pool fences. I would actually like to give away more than we do. Um, we try to do at least a few a month. Um, that's the goal. So that's one thing. Second, you know, people might be a little confused about how you can have a pool fence without a gate. So can you sure. explain what the difference yeah. is between a manual so, and a self-closing gate? So the fence is composed of essentially a section of fence has poles on it. And so what we do is, um, you know, we drill into the deck and we put a sleeve down. And so the fence goes into the sleeve. And so the sections of fence can be removed. You're going to punch this mic. I can feel it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and, uh, so, you know, there's kind of two ways that we make a, an entrance into the, in, to get through the fence. One is just kind of a, a standard opening, I guess you could call it, um, which is you would just unclip the fence and move one of the poles of the sections to the left or to the right. So, and so you have the sections of the fence that are mm-hmm. 15 feet long, usually. right? And then they're connected at the they're top. They're connected at the top. By a childproof. By a childproof latch. Uh, snap right. latch. Mm-hmm. Yep. And um, so it kind of takes two hands. You got to squeeze the fence together, open the latch, and then you can pull one of the poles up and move it off to the side. And that's kind of, 
you know, um, how you kind of open. That's we call it a manual opening, and that's how pool punch was invented. And that's how it was. You know, before that's how it was made. Before we came out with our self closing gate, gate in right. the early nineties. Right. Um, that was that was the original. that was the only option. That was, that was that's how pool punch was intended to be. Opened. Right. So usually, if if you do that, we drill an extra hole. We drill a layup hole right. so that you can lay back. I, I call it a lay back hole. Lay back hole. Yeah. Lay up hole. Um, lay up and so most pool fences that you see, probably that's how they are. You know, um, especially I would older. say, I would say about, I always say about fifty percent of people, uh, you know, have a, a an opening like that. Um, the other fifty percent have a self closing gate. Um, which um, is really nice because it closes behind you. Um, well, it's a, and it's a door. And it's an actual door. You can have a baby so on one arm. You can walk through it. Yeah. Um, you know, our gates are, are really nice. Um, there, there is, you know, there's some, some other gates out there that aren't quite as nice because they're a little flimsier and whatnot. But um, the Lifesaver gate is really nice. It's inch and a quarter, square stock, aluminum. They're double trussed. Everything's welded, powder coated. Um, the, we use a series three magna latch, uh, which I'm sure you've seen That's the, you know, where you pull up on it and, and as the, as the catch gets close, the drops, the magnet pin and locks, it's key lockable. So that's nice. So you can, you can lock the fence and, um, uh, and that's it. And so you got a question. Um, your fences need to be mandatory in every state. Your fences need to be mandatory in every state if you own a pool as well, and ISR should be mandatory in every state. <laughs> you wouldn't put a child in a car without a car seat. Why would you own a pool? Did she get that quote from you? Yes, because that, that, that sounds yeah. like something that, that, is, that, is, that uh, is exactly my, what you said. That is my mantra. I'm glad um, that it's getting out there. That means it's, it's penetrating the uh, universe. Yeah, exactly. Um, if you would, go finish it. Yeah, so. If you um, wouldn't own a pool, what yeah. is it? If you wouldn't own a car without a car seat? You, wouldn't, you shouldn't own a pool. Uh, without a pool, without fence. A pool fence yeah. and ISR. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Why own a pool and not have them ISR? Um, but so, yes. So fortunately, Stephanie, you know, uh, <coughs> the laws are getting better. So there is the pool safety legislation around the country is improving. When we got into this, you know, it wasn't seen as vital as it is now. But thankfully, education has gotten better uh, due to people like you and your nonprofits uh, getting the word out there. What was know, the name of her nonprofit? Nathan's Waterwings. Yeah, which I'm familiar with them, and I and Stephanie um, likes all of our stuff on Facebook, and she shares it. And she's awesome, and we appreciate her cool. and, and all of the other, you know, the the army of you know moms live like and Jake. parents and live like Jake yep. and Josh Yatter and uh, I mean, there's so many of them. Stewie the Duck, uh, National Drawing French um, Alliance. Um, what about uh, Fort Myers? Um, oh, of course, Paul DeMello. Paul DeMello with uh, yeah, you know, Jessica Children Drowning. Yep. you know, um, the the legion of parents who have lost a child, unfortunately, who you know support us and help us do what we do and help us donate pool fences and get the word out there. Are, I mean, they really are the, the the fuel that goes into my gas tank every morning to, to make it to work and you know to keep you know doing stuff like this and putting out content and recording videos and you know um, giving away pool fences and. You know, th I mean, they're, they're literally the reason why, why we do this. And, yep. you know, we couldn't be more, more grateful. So, um, so uh, well, I, I was going to talk about Live Like Jake, but let's let's finish the, the I was, layers. I was in the middle of a point. I forget what was. What was <laughs> I'm <talking> sorry. <laughs> uh, Stephanie Robertson. Um, you, were saying that oh, you, you were saying the legislation. Was yeah, getting... It's, get, it's, it's getting way better. Um, so Florida has a law that says you have to have um, some kind of fence uh, right. or layer of protection alarms. Um, actually, the Florida law was really good in 2001, and it's slowly gotten worse over the last 17 years. Um, it used to require a self-closing, self-latching gate. That got taken away first. And then they said instead of a fence, you could do alarms on the doors and windows, but they had to be hardwired. Uh, eventually, the hardwired alarm requirement got taken away, and you could use you know battery-operated battery. alarms. Yeah. Um, and then recently, last July, they changed it again where you could use a floating pool alarm in the pool. Um, so we really need to actually figure out a way to get the Florida pool safety law back to how back it was, um, ideally back to 2001. But even if we can just, you know, roll back the, the change that was made last year, because, you know, the law was always about prevention. 
Right. And even with door and window alarms, we could say that, well, at least the alarm's going off before they get to the pool. But now, you know, you can get by with an alarm in the pool, a floating pool alarm. Right. Which means the child is drowning when the alarm right. goes off. And but it's, it's too late. They're it, already in the water. Yeah, they're already in the water, and those, those take a, a while to go off. Um, someone sent me a video they the don't other day go off. of, you know, they had a pool alarm, and he had his arm in the pool, and he was making big waves back and forth. And it wasn't going off. And then it took a couple minutes for it to go off. Right. You know, and when it comes to drowning, a couple minutes is too long. And God forbid, you know, you're in the garage, you got the music on, you're working on your car. I'm going to... I, I just got an idea for my uh, video of the day. Is, is that what's going to be? I'm going to have Eden go in the pool. I'm going to take a floating alarm from the shop, yeah. and I'm going to have Eden go in the pool, and we'll see. See, all <laughs> days. I mean, you know, I mean, they're better than nothing, right? Yeah, you know, absolutely. every layer of protection is better, and they're great in addition to right. other stuff. And we'll get to the layers eventually. Um, but you know, just to, to have that be the law that you can have that. Um, I mean, you're not preventing. And you know, what I'm afraid of is that kids are are going to drown who are compliant with the law as it is right now. So that's in Florida. California has gone the other direction. They just passed, they just passed a fantastic law where they've adopted the layers of protection mentality. Right. And they give you, you a get, list. I think multiple. they give you seven choices. Right. And you can you have, you have to pick two layers. Right. Whether it's alarms and a pool fence or Which is good because that, you, you know, know, some people some people don't have children and they're building a pool. Right. And you know, I feel bad for people that are required to do things they they don't need or want um they have a perimeter fence but um but i mean even still your neighbors and right yeah. no 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 i i get you yeah. but what I, what i mean is you know uh like a house we're about to do um for a huge builder it's a huge monster house um and uh you know they they have a their perimeter fence is all intact they don't need the pool fence for that um, but they don't they don't want to spend two thousand plus dollars on these door alarms right so um, you know but they they have to do something and so they opted to do a pool fence which right. is the best case scenario probably yeah, yeah. yeah exactly and then at least it's not you know a complete waste of money for them because the pool fence can be taken down it can be stored um, and then if they were to ever sell the house or have kids come over or whatever then they have the option to put it up Right, you know, so um, that is nice. So legislation is getting better, and you're right, Stephanie. There should be laws everywhere. Vince just said that there's a um, one in New Jersey. Is that what you're saying? Oh no, Stephanie's in uh, New Jersey. She worked on. Yeah, so yeah, New Jersey. I know needs help. Um, I think there's a pool fence law in New York now. Um, I would have to go state by state and remember what each of the laws are. But hopefully, one day we get to a national law. That would be the goal. Poolsafely.gov is the national consumer product safety commission water safety campaign and you know they haven't really worked towards you know a nationwide legislation but that has kind of always been the goal uh, but you're right you know pool fencing pool safety in general it doesn't have to be pool fencing uh, that's just the one that you know we we believe in the most but layers of protection should be part of every pool that's installed um yeah sorry your battery will be fine yeah. um and swimming lessons should be taught as part of, I think, the educational curriculum. Absolutely. You know, when kids are in school, just like they learn how to play dodgeball, sure. you know, or any of the other kind well, of Well, and that's the thing, and, and, you know, that's a good point because, um, you know, swimming lessons and, um, you know, in ISR, what's been a struggle for us, which we um, were probably going to do um, ISR, um, but it's, you know, it's – it's a it's a lot it's the it's curriculum a, it's a is, yeah. is tough yeah. and yes absolutely is worth it um but when you have two parents that both work um and it's, do, it's challenging yeah. you know and do podcasts uh all day right no i'm just kidding <laughs> um but it is it is tough it's tricky and 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 they get it so you know if there was something if there was a way if they had um you know that kind of training available to you know, preschools right. or I mean, unfortunately, preschool is a little late. You know, most kids who drown are yeah, I guess are dead already by the yeah, by I guess four years old. Yeah, um, but yeah, it should be part of you know. I mean, even still, if they yeah. don't, if they're not learned to swim by um, three or four, they should at least get it in school somehow. Right, and because for the next generation, you know, right. parents who don't swim are a lot less likely statistically to train their to children train their how to kids. swim. Yeah, so you know, if you can get a whole generation of kids swimming now. Um, you know, 15, 20 years from now, it's more likely that yeah. they would. 
Yeah. Did somebody ask a question? No. Okay. So, all right. So let's recap. Yeah. You got, <laughs> you got the, the first layer is supervision. Yeah. Second layer is door alarms. Locks. Locks, yeah. doors, windows, either floating alarms, door alarms, um, safety turtles. Um, third layer, pool fence. Yep. Um, fourth layer, swimming lessons, ISR. Right. Um, so there's a couple training. Different, there's different kinds, a couple different kinds of swimming lessons. There's sure. The lessons you get, you just learn how to swim from right. the strokes. But then there's lessons where you can teach uh, a, a baby as young as six months survival. old survival how yeah. to survive if she falls in the pool. Right. Uh, there's a few different kinds. There's ISR, which is the rollover and float method. Yep. Um, first, they're taught how to roll over onto their back and float. Right. They're probably crying because they're unhappy about it. Right. And the goal is you hear them and you give yourself the most important thing in the world in that scenario which is more time time, time to get to them time to get them yeah. and you find them and there's amazing videos online if you yeah. look up isr videos you can find videos of really young babies yeah you know learning to roll over and float Doing on it. their back saving themselves uh there's yeah. a, a couple of other swimming curriculums where the child is taught to fall in the in the pool turn back around and then grab the the, the edge go to the that, edge that's, different, that's a different program. go back to the shore or the right. bank or whatever. right or the yeah. edge of the pool right. um and I know ISR eventually does get to a point where the child does a combination of uh, rolling over their stomach, swimming, rolling over their back when they need to, yeah. floating, and mm -hmm. then until they eventually get to the side. I know that's an, the eventual goal of the ISR. The goal, yeah. Um, so yeah, there's survival swim lessons and then regular, you know, teaching anybody, you know, five and up how to swim, swim right. lessons, you know, like my brother did or probably mm -hmm. you did at some mm -hmm. point, you know. Um, so swim lessons are next. And then what's after swim lessons? I don't know. CPR. Ah, there you go. That's, that's, that's fifth. That's, that's, that's 5.5. Gotcha. 5.5. So, yeah, yeah. So one is supervision. Two is locks on all the doors and windows. Three is the pool fence. Four is the alarms either right. on, on the doors or in the pool. Five is swim instruction of some kind. Right. And the 5.5, because it's not really a layer of protection, but it's obviously super important, Right. is CPR. Right. You know, if you have kids, pool or not, you should know CPR. Yeah. And like when, when Eden was born, you know, we took the, they, uh, most hospitals offer free, uh, you know, infant CPR training. So that's, you know, key right. to any new parent. Um, and a refresher course, I would imagine is, is key. And then as infant CPR is different than, you know, toddler CPR, sure. I'm assuming. And, so, and full grown person CPR. Um, and full grown you know, adult CPR. So, you know, just keep yourself informed. I would, I would guess. As a matter of fact, I should probably, you, should. you know, do the toddler CPR. I'm right. sure I'm gonna fi I'll find a class somewhere and do that, because, um, you know, that's it. Another question. Miranda, uh, I talked to a parent who said ISR wasn't necessary for their child, who was younger than the age of one, because it's pointless. Can you disagree? Um, you know, th th so there is an. There's a misconception, um, you know, for years we've battled against the, for instance, the American Academy of Pediatrics. They used to say that there was, uh, you shouldn't teach a kid under five even how to swim. Right, because um, they can't retain it. Well, because, and earaches, because they're worried about ear infections. Oh, yeah. And, which, I mean, some kids do get ear infections, but my thing was, you know, I'd rather have a... a I'd rather have an ear infection. I'd rather have a living five-year-old with an ear infection right. than, you know, a, a child who passed away. You know, by five... Most kids didn't drown already. You know, right. drowning is the number one killer of kids between one and four years old. Right. So by five, it's too late almost. Yeah. You know, all those kids that would have, you know, it, it's too late. Um, so there's a misconception that kids that are too young don't need swimming lessons. So as young well, as six months. I, I was going to say, I think ISR starts about six, six months. It does start at six months. And, yeah. And so do some of the other ones. So you will need a refresher, right? Every, if you're, if you're six months old, does ISR or any of the other, you know, swim instruction you're going to need a summer refresher course sure. to reactivate those skills, you know, at least for the first few years. Well, and it's, it's, you know, I'm assuming it's a muscle memory like anything and else. it's like anything else. And so at six months old to a year, you know, um, the brain development, uh, you know, it's constantly changing. So yeah, you need to, um, be on it. But, um, yeah, I would, I mean, we didn't do ISR yet. Um, but, uh, we had Eden in the pool at six months. Sure. You know, and, um, you know, 
just so it's just, blow bubbles it just and, exactly yeah. just kind of getting accustomed to being in the water um and uh yeah but i know that you know isr they they teach kids all the way up to you know you know older kids even too sure so uh it's never too late i don't think and i think that would go up for any you know curriculum if it's isr or if it's just um you know whatever kind of if, even if it's just swim lessons um but so I guess to answer Miranda's question, um, I think you know starting a child at any age is is good. I right, mean, earlier the better. But you know, sure. In every case, I think maybe a rule of thumb of what we're talking about is something is better than nothing, right? Absolutely. Like if you can only do a pool alarm, pool alarms aren't the best case. But if that's all you can do for some reason, yeah, then please do the pool alarm. Yeah, you know, if you can only do one layer of protection, right? You know, make it a pool fence. You know, that's you know whatever whatever you can do. Sure. You know. Yeah, and to say ISR at six months old is pointless, I think, is silly because I'm sure there's a, a um, an eight months old who I, is I'm alive sure right there now. Is, you know, you know, um, yeah, and I'm sure there's also probably a six month old that went through the ISR curriculum, and and the mom would argue and say, well, they didn't remember anything, and and uh, you know, at two, you know, where we we might as well not even have done. I I don't know, right? You know, I'm not an yeah. ISR guy, but um, or you know, an ISR. Uh, aficionado, but um, another question. Four point five years old. Nathan was so. Uh, this is Stephanie mm -hmm. uh, talking about her. Sadly, uh, he would swim a little, but because the water was so cold in November, he couldn't. So it was a shock, you know. Yeah. So yeah, um, the amount of time you have before you drown in cold weather, I mean, it, it cuts fast. Well, and if the water's cold, I don't know if he was in Florida, but. Uh, I can tell you, was, was, I think it, it doesn't matter because I can tell you my pool in, in November is cold. Right. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, that's just it. I mean, you know, sometimes it's, um, you know, I don't know. They just, every scenario is different. And uh, um, for whatever reason, you know, little Nathan didn't, didn't have the skills he needed, I guess. Yeah. Um, or the protection. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunate. Yeah. It's a bummer. Um, yeah, yeah, so it was really cold. Yeah. Yeah. Where, where, oh, if it was in New Jersey in November? Yeah. Oh, could you imagine? It's probably at Isom. Right, yeah. I mean, it was. So, yeah, you know. Um, I mean, you go, to, you go to hypothermia. Um, yeah, when you fall into the water in that yeah. kind of weather, it's. And. Uh, even for an adult, it's. Uh, of course. It's, it's tough. You know? Yeah. Um, so I wanted to talk, you know, a, a little bit about Live Like Jake, and only because. Um, the run's coming up. The run is on Saturday. So yeah. Live Like Jake is um, a foundation Carrie Morrison started about her little boy, Jake, who um, was a victim of a of a drowning. Um, he fell into the intercoastal, actually. So it wasn't a pool. And um, he was fully clothed. And um, even with his shoes, I believe, on. And um, She said six weeks shy of her birthday. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure how old he was, yeah. but... Um, Anyways, um, so Carrie Morrison started the Live Like Jake Foundation, and um, it's a really awesome thing she's done, and uh, we support her and her movement, you know, wholeheartedly. Um, they what they do is they do scholarships for um, families that have you know had some kind of a circumstance, either a drowning or near drowning. Um, and they help them get ISR lessons. Um, they pay hospital bills for families that have, you know, been through this experience. Um, a lot of times, unfortunately, um, drownings um, have multiple levels, so it doesn't always mean it's fatal. Um, it could be brain damage or uh, things like that. So situations like that, there's, you know, hospital bills accumulate really fast and. So Carrie's there to kind of offset that a little bit as well as emotional support for, you know, families that are going through this. And so um, I know she she is a big advocate of ISR and um, because ISR may have saved uh, Jake's life um, because there wouldn't have been a pool fence because he fell in the coastal. Right. So in, in her situation, um, you know, the pool fence wasn't necessarily going to do much. Um, although we do put pool fences on seawalls, a lot. We yeah. do we do it a lot. Um, a lot of times we'll put a pool fence on the seawall and the pool, um, and so um, if you're on the seawall, I think is yeah, a month, absolutely. Right? Yeah. Um, you know, we we put sea, we put pool fences on retaining walls just to stop children from falling off 
there might not be any water, but it would if, if somebody fell off the thing, it, it could be dangerous too. Um, anyway, so Live Like Jake has a uh, an annual run that they do. It's uh, it's this Saturday coming up. It's May twelfth, I believe, and um, it's in Abaco. It's in Jupiter, Florida. I know probably most of you are maybe around the country don't really care, but I just wanted to put that out there. And so there are people from around the country flying in for the they, run. They are. Yeah. Uh, it's a it's a pretty big event, and Stephanie's um, going to be there. She is. Well, well, I will be there as well, Stephanie. And so come by uh, my. I have a little booth, and um, is your, is your wife running this year? I think I'm. We're bo- we're all running. Okay, I mean, we're cool. all going to run. Yeah. Eden's going to ride in the. Um, the yeah, so we're all going to run. And um, I will not be running. You're not going to run. I'm not a great runner. Oh, okay. Yeah, well. weird, right? <laughs> um, yeah, sure. And so um, ISR teaches. So this is uh, Christina Matias. Is, who, there, is I, there two comments? There are. Okay. Um, Christina. Hi, Christina. Hey. It's, uh, she's my buddy. Um, ISR teaches them how to float and f- swim fully clothed. My yep. daughter was never. Uh, or my my daughter has never forgotten her basic. I, I didn't know um, she had did ISR. That's awesome. Um, and even though we live in Florida, we go um, half the year without swimming. Also, love our lifesaver pool fence. Well, thank you, nice. Christina. And uh, more than happy that uh, we did that for you guys. Um, okay, and Stephanie, I'll see you at the race on Saturday. Uh, Nathan's Water Wings shirt. What's, so, what's the last comment? That was just uh, Stephanie was saying she's going to be at the race. Oh, nice. And she'll be wearing uh, Nathan's Water yeah. Wings. So Nathan's look, Water Wings uh, t-shirt. Look so out. Look out for look Stephanie. For me, I'll have a Lifesaver t-shirt on. <laughs> um, but I usually have a booth and, and we'll have a big sign and whatnot. Um, and we're, also, ra- we're raffling up pool fence, right? Uh, no, we're no, not we're raffling them off. We're yeah. actually going to um, we're gonna give away a few. I haven't, Carrie hasn't given me the final number, but we're going to give away some fences to some of her scholarship people. So um, that'll be That'll be cool, and uh, you know we love to do that. So, um, so that's kind of the new thing that we're trying to do with Carrie with Live Like Jake, right? Is if they have a pool, and it's, she's doing a scholarship for for ISR, why wouldn't we do a have a scholarship at the same the time? Events? Exactly. Right. Um, so that's going to be our contribution, and uh, you know, looking forward to uh, to doing that. You know, so I was going to say in the CPR too, um, my my good friend Laura Metro. She has a, a really cool thing she started called CPR party. And That's cool. Remember Tupperware parties back yeah. in the day, yeah. right? Where moms get together, sure. and, right? Or people. Um, so same idea, right? Yeah. They, you know, maybe wine and cheese, wine after the CPR lesson. <laughs> yeah, let's do the wine yeah. after the CPR. Uh, but, you know, some kind of, you know, hors d'oeuvres, whatever, make it a fun yeah. thing. And it doesn't get you CPR certified, but it teaches you. It's a refresher. It teaches you enough yeah. that you can be dangerous, potentially. Yeah. So um, in her case, um, her son Clay uh, fell in the pool at a party, was yanked out, was unconscious, and uh, a guy there who did wasn't certified. He did what he'd seen on TV, wow. like he faked it. You know, he you know he knew what CPR looked like from television. Right, and he kind of probably he, got the basic concept. Right, and he did his best. And the paramedics the said life. that the reason Clay survived. Is because of that CPR. Wow. So her idea was if we can teach someone basic, you know, if they're not, even if they're not certified, right. if we can get enough basic skills out to the most number huh. of people possible. That's pretty cool. Um, that's the idea. So she has these CPR parties that she can, if you go to CPRparty.org or .com, I think it's hmm. .org. That's cool. You can go there, and I think she's got a kit you can download, or she can mail you, um, or help you set up the CPR party. Sure. And you, know, you host it for your friends, do a little get-together, get everybody you know, semi CPR trained. Sure. And make it kind of a fun thing. Sure. It's That's cool. A, it's kind of a cool idea. Yeah. Does Stephanie want this Eric Raven to get the fire today? Um, probably not. Um, Eric doesn't get up that early. Yeah, it's, it is super early <laughs> for Saturday. Uh, I don't know if you can tell, but I'm also in a, I'm in a wheelchair. He doesn't run either. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not a big runner. Um, I could go just to hang out, I guess. Um, yeah. But, um, okay. Yeah, we probably wrap this yeah, up. Yeah, uh, Casey's battery is yeah, dying. Yeah, batteries. Phone. Batteries are about to go. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I, I'm not sure if I'll be at the 5K. But, um, to anybody who's visiting from out of state or even locally, uh, I want all of you, if you are available on Friday or Monday before the race, if you want to come to Lifesaver and get a tour of where the greatest pool fence on earth is manufactured, uh, you can do that. You can come see us. And I would love to have all of the people who are coming for Live Like Jake come to Lifesaver and, and meet me and, and see Lifesaver Pool Fence and see how we make a pool fence. 
um, and see kind of where everything happens. See where we play Jeopardy every day. I know Stephanie watches us play Jeopardy. Um, maybe play with us. That'd be cool. Sure. Yeah. So we've, we've had a few a celebrity guests, celebrity uh, guests Jeopard, yeah. Jeopardy uh, we, we, contestant. We had, yeah. So so yeah, if you're coming in town for the race and you can you know make it on Friday, or if you stay till Monday, you know come hang out with us. And I think our Instagram is over. That's all right. But um, but yeah. Probably so out. I think um, unless anybody else has any more questions, we'll give a couple minutes. But uh, anything else you want? So um, obviously we talked a lot about the pool. Uh, what other just real quick? What other child safety stuff have you done in the house for Eden? Um, we really focused. Yeah. Uh, so well, one thing, and, and and I don't know the name of these things, but we uh, just I, got them on Amazon. I can get them for you. Um, I'm sure you can. Yeah. Uh, which I thought were really cool. They're 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 magnetic cabinet locks. Yeah. So there's um, um uh, Kidco makes them. Safety First makes them. Yeah. Kidco yeah. Uh, wasn't Kidco. This was a, a really nice. Uh, we I just got them from Amazon. Yeah. Um, but, uh, they're, they've worked great this whole time. And what's really nice is you can't even see anything from right. the outside and they're not like the plastic ones. Is so that, is that where you use a magnet to unlock it? You, like you, you use a magnet. Yep. Yeah. We've got a magnet. We stick it up on the thing and, yep. and, uh, you know, on some of the drawers now she's old enough where we can let her get into the pots and pans, but I don't want her getting into the chemicals, chemicals and right. stuff. So we keep those on and yeah, you put the little magnet up and it opens and, and, uh, it's really cool. Um, yeah, those so are gonna be on those, those, those were great, yeah. um, and um, you know there was a couple other ones that we found. There was a, a one that you wrap around and to, just to keep the garbage can closed. But um, I, the magnetic ones have worked the best. Those other ones, she could figure out how to pull it off, and and uh, some of them weren't very sticky. Um, you know, um, and, we, and we, then we've I also so you know you've got the the outlet plugs right that stick in sure right well those things are a pain because you've got to take them off right. to use the plug if, if you don't nail so hard to get i out. found this one company that had a you, you actually pull the whole thing off right and you put a new cover on and they're it's kind of hard to you know say but they slide yeah and so you when you go to stick the plug and you pull it to the left and then you can yep. and those are really nice because there's no, nothing that can get lost or fall off because right. those other little plugs, you take them off, you lose it. And I was wondering if people choking on them. You know, but yeah, it's, it's also yeah. not safe to have right. this little plastic right, thing, right, right. you know. So um, so I switched a couple of our plugs that we use a lot to those. Um, of course, it's a lot more invasive because you've actually got to – and they're a little bit more expensive. But, two screws. Um, yeah, it's not a big deal. And, um, you know, as far as uh, – you know everything else I, you know i'm not sure um so i mean we usually recommend to people to actually get down on their hands and knees right and crawl around and crawl the around to see what you can get into see what you can get into yeah and you'll be surprised at the stuff you yeah you missed what you that see you, you didn't think of yeah, yeah. where uh, you, you know where, where you would hit your head on the, the co yeah, glass coffee table that you love yeah. so much and, yep um, yeah i mean so. you know yeah you you realize real quick with a toddler toddler that um most things below this high have to be picked up. <laughs> uh, picture frames, you know, tchotchke stuff and whatnot. Um, anything that can be picked up or thrown uh, all has to be removed. Right, yeah. <laughs> or at least moved to a higher level. And um, At least for 18 yeah, years. Yeah, exactly. 15 years, maybe. Um, but, uh, you know, yeah, it's... It, I would imagine that child protection is is all it's an individual family kind right. of a thing you know everything has to every family is different every child is different every house is different so you really got to kind of take it case by case um but there are some child proof guys out there yeah the child um, proofers you know child proofers sure. yeah. that you can anybody can google child proofer in your area and people will come out and kind of look over your, your, your thing it's i mean i don't we don't have stairs at our house but a lot of people have stairs so gates for the stairs um we have we have a great uh child proofing guide on our website it's a, actually it's a room by room yeah on poolfence.com yeah um, that goes kind of through each room sure. in the house yeah it's, it's actually yeah. really nice yeah that my dad wrote in 1987 88 wow. and it's still i mean for the, I mean, we've updated it you know mm -hmm. but for the most part the info is still good yeah you know, not much has changed you know outlet sure. plugs and yeah maybe some of the names of the products you know and yeah Maybe a little bit more about wires and computers and stuff, but mm -hmm. for the most part, same same advice. Yeah, yeah. which is kind of neat. 
Yeah. So, very cool. Awesome. Well, I think, are we done? I'm good. All yeah. Right. I mean, we can always do it again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I know where you live. Yep. All right. Well, thank you very much. No problem. Thank so you. This is the first one. All right. We survived. Congratulations. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, we're going to do this as often as possible. I don't have a set schedule yet, but um, pretty much as, as quickly as I can get guests. If you want to be Casey, if you want to do this, you don't have to be local. Uh, we have a Skype version of this that we're going to do so people can use a webcam and be a guest remotely. Uh, in fact, that's probably going to be the bulk of the people we have on. Uh, but if you are local, obviously, you can come and do it in person too. So if you have any interest in being a guest on this show, uh, send us a message on Facebook and we will probably make it happen. So thanks for everything. This is the first one of many. Um, I, I plan to do hundreds of these, so I'm really excited about it. And I will see you next time. Pullfence.com. <laughs> Did you get the poolfins.com? Yeah. yeah. Nice. Because I had to nice. do like the, the thing for the. Oh, that's beautiful. And from died. Oh, did it die? Died, died? Yeah. Wow. But it, the live video will be there. Yeah. We can post it. Yeah. Like it's dead. It literally, like, as soon as I hit finish, it was like, you, and you know, I thought about it, too, like, like, like halfway through. I'm like, fuck, what if Christian was trying to call me? Oh, well, yeah. I know. I you was just told. Got a target? Yeah. Uh, plug it into the walls first. Where? That, that one.